0: All right, welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. We've got our NI boys here today. Trunk fan, Bilal zadie Jack Butcher. Jack Butcher's got some breakfast slash lunch tacos going. All over his see
1: mug. All <laughs> over. <we> <laughs> For the
0: listeners.
1: There, you might want to switch to YouTube to see sauce. You know when eaten, uh, you're getting too excited to eat and talk, the sauce is dripping all over your face. Same and with then the- you get the meat sweats. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? You actually know what got me really hard was uh, what's the name of the the Greek one? Gyros. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, gyros. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. I was once. uh it a great
0: ape. The Greek kebab is what. Yeah, one, I, was at, I was. I at at a think when you court. listen back to
2: how you introduced that, you're going to be going to be <laughs> <Gyros? interesting. laughs> Jack. Can you say it, mate?
1: Yeah, how do you say it? Gyros. No, how you're...
2: you how you introduced that little segment of things you were talking about. I'll let you listen to it on the recording. <laughs>
1: John's going to be conscious the whole way now. I mean, that could get cut a lot of different ways, right? (laughs) Uh, But uh, no, I'm just from grade eight. I I was just by myself for some reason, like at this food court. And uh, I was eating one of these gyros, I don't know how to pronounce it, and like that, Suzuki sauce is just dripping down oh my, my face. God. No, but this is where it goes. It's the best. I just heard a couple of kids, like older kids in the back, like, look at this fucking kid, man. He's got fucking juice everywhere. <laughs> I was so self conscious. <laughs> this so is I've the
0: never, 90s, too. Yeah. I've so never
1: it's... ordered one of those fetus again in a food court. I'm like, the That's risk hilarious. is too high. The sauce too much dripping. trauma in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: anyways, man. Yeah, let's go. Anyway, so
0: we got a special AMA, ask me anything episode today. If you're not in the Telegram chat already, Make sure you're in there because we get people asking us questions there when we post there. And uh, we'll answer those questions today. We'll try our best to get through most of them. Um, but before we do that, we're going to do a live meme in a week. This was yeah, just a stat that. that Trung was bringing up when we were right. record, before we started recording.
1: So let's workshop so let's, this. Let's so for it. the listeners, uh, there's a, a Verge article. It said that a new podcast creation has fallen off a cliff. The number of new shows that debuted in 2022 was down 80% since 2020. So there's a joke in there. There's a couple of jokes, right? Uh, I, I thought we could put like, oh, it looks like VCs had to go back to work. Or uh, this is a zero interest rate phenomenon. <laughs> which, wait, which Zero one of those,
0: interest rate phenomenon. That's good. Wait, which, you which one came those... up with that on the spot because we were just talking about it. And yeah, you said, well, let so me think one, of a meme to do this.
1: Which one do you guys think would hit harder? So all I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut this. Uh, I'm going to crop this title but make it perfectly because you know like jack mentioned that the aspect ratio is getting changed people this is inside baseball meme generation you have to provide the listener or the viewer on the uh, twitter the context and then hit them with the joke quickly so which one of those <laughs> do you guys think would hit harder oh, the man, i think zero
0: interest rate is going to hit yours okay and right, for well, yours. i either of them would hit to be honest but was,
2: yeah there's also um pretty on the money what would principle jack in there
1: wait what, what is it
2: the Pareto principle, oh, you know. Literally uh, the Perito principle. 8020. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, dude. 80% per- of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. No, 20%. I don't know. There's something in there that you could you could word um, into a joke.
1: All right. I think the uh, zero interest rate one's just that's low hanging. For sure, speed, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: one's gonna hit the zero interest um, rate phenomenon. There was remember that tweet from a couple of months ago, it was like people finding out that their personalities are yeah, only, only apply in <laughs> zero interest oh, rate good.
0: environments. That's so good. <laughs> incredible oh goodness, let it rip Trang, let it rip all right so well, tron well, you're gonna post this later you said yeah, yeah I'll
1: post it after the show and then we can we can chat about it. let me give one more inside baseball for the listeners so yeah definitely go in the telegram group uh throw us uh we'd like to just get some questions we backlog a couple questions from the previous uh time we asked for ama but just like selfishly the amas are much easier for me for prep i don't know if it's for you guys well blouse the host so uh the hostess with the mostess. so it's a little bit less where he's actually got to like organize them but when we do AMA episodes, I like I don't do any prep the night before, which saves you like just two get three straight, hours. straight yeah. to it Jack, off the. Dome. You know what I mean, right? It's like it's like it's, it's way more fun because it's off the cuff, and the listeners enjoy I that. Think right?
0: People like it, and it's it's the style of convo. It's more like a discussion, you know. And it's yeah, hundred percent. I think most people have liked them, Jack. Uh, Jack, I see you do them on Visualized Value Instagram. Mm. The AMAs scarce it's bit, content, man. Scared
2: perspective.
0: That's I think <laughs> people love it. Yeah, yeah, people and love you, also it, you can't got, get it anywhere else. And you got answering like short text there. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Well unless you're doing those essays over several stories or something yeah. like that, but still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. No, I so that's great. Yeah, I think on. it's a great format. Reddit pioneered that, right? That was the I, I guess so orig-
2: AMA, I think yeah. like Obama done them. it. Like they got some big
1: Oh, people if you guys wanna see a Reddit. really Very funny cool. one recently, go Reddit AMA. I think last month they did Bill Gates.
0: Oh my god! And then god. somebody asked the Bill questions.
1: Gates, "Oh yeah, you knew what was coming." Somebody asked Bill Gates, "Hey, how does it feel that you own like two percent? No, you're the biggest landowner in America. How does that feel?" And then Bill Gates wrote, "Well, I actually only own two percent of the land in America." And then the replies like, "Only two percent of America? That's incredible Are you out of that, your mind? that you said that." I didn't win, see this. Right? Yeah, that's it, like it, when
0: Chamath was talking about having one or two percent of bitcoins, like yeah. of all of Bitcoin, oh, at one I, point. He's like, are you talking about? He just leans about? into it though. He leans into the Hamptons life and the cashmere sweater. So anyway, so let's get straight to the questions. Um, and like we said, if you were trying to switch over to YouTube to see Jack eating his, eating his <laughs> taco, make sure while you're there, click the subscribe button, click the like button, drop us a comment. Oh, a
1: comment, yeah. Let us on, know people. what you think of
0: this one as well. All right, let's go for it. The first question, companies, company versus individual name. So this was from ages ago and Trunk flagged it. So I don't yeah. actually know who asked Let this me one. Let full context. It was
1: around, it was about Elon. I can't remember who the questioner was. Uh, uh, uh Thank you for sending that question. We, I did say that we would address it. But basically, the TLDR was like, hey, Elon's kind of going ham on Twitter. I don't really res- uh, agree with a lot of what he's saying. I think a lot of it crosses the line. Does it become a point? for elon or in general i said it's a more general question he asked specifically elon he's like elon's turning me off from the tesla brand uh and what do you cut what, what do we think about that so yeah well, since i framed the i mean and to ahead.
0: extrapolate that really quickly just to say what happens when a company gets too tied to an individual yes so And to to broaden that out as it relates to us guys, the question is kind of like when you're naming something, when you come up with yes. a brand in the first place, why do you choose your own name versus a, a different name? So we all have experience with this. Jack has visualized value versus just Jack Butchers, you know, Instagram, though he also has an individual one. So maybe that'll be tied into this. Trunk has sat post. Uh, Annie, you have Trunk T fan on Twitter. I have Creator lab versus the Bilal show. And those are all very conscious decisions. So yeah, I'll throw it over to you guys.
1: Let's ask Jack because yeah, Jack probably done I feel most like branding is the horrendous. brand guy. So, Jack, once you're done eating that, that uh, was that is that a fish? Is that a shrimp taco?
0: Carnitas
1: brisket. <laughs> oh, the brisket! Ooh, oh my goodness, it, you're going to be taking in a nap in two seconds.
0: Yeah. yeah here we
2: go. So, all right. Well, it's a good question. I think the the it's hard to address very specifically too because of the scale in a Tesla and an Elon versus like, you know, a Twitter account, which is essentially visualized value began as a media brand in itself. So I think on the media side, this, the ability to build something from scratch, feels like it's much easier to do as a person because the barrier to legitimacy is much lower. Like this, you can see this, even if you go on like, even if you go on small Twitter accounts and you see where people are trying to start brands from scratch and you just, you kind of gloss over it in a sense, because it's, it feels like you're being marketed to, unless that, unless that thing is designed with a very specific perspective in mind, which I think in hindsight Visualize value accomplish that where it rep it's like represents the idea that it talks about all the time versus like A media publication that doesn't necessarily have a Like hyper specific focus you'd be better off just putting out your opinions as an individual right and then maybe branding like sat post without Trung's name under it would be A completely different scenario a completely different level of interest like people are subscribed to Trung and you name a product based on how that product works in that scenario. The Elon thing, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it, right? That, that someone that runs a company at that scale because of the asymmetry that exists in risk and on both upside and downside, where you the things you say move markets in a like ridiculously powerful way. And I think a lot of companies now wish they were in that position, but they don't have anybody with that level of influence, reach, interest surrounding them. This is really, it's always been the case, but the world is just kind of interested in it now. I don't know how many companies get to that scale and still have a single person calling the shots in that way. Maybe that, Maybe a lot of the technology companies are that, but it's like, it feels like... Um, more of an anomaly than people give it credit for too i think more people would be doing it if they could yeah. remember like bezos getting on twitter a, a year ago or, yeah. or something <laughs> that was like, like two tra- weeks long yeah trying to like play in that world and it's like a really I am i don't know it's a really conscious decision to run your business and your relationship with the world that way i don't think many well, people are that comfortable Jack, with it let's
1: tie back something that you've well studied naval right he talked about putting your name he's like when you put your name on something you take all the downside risk but you capture all the upside risk yeah right? yeah oprah and he used oprah as an Trump, example and kanye, kanye well, yeah. Yeah, two, two exactly three, maybe. we got the perfect yeah. set of those are yeah, exactly that's there brilliant. you go right that that's that's exactly you put your name on it they're all billionaires or once war and like but then because of how tied it was, uh, do, you guys, do you guys know John Field, the guy that did the Gravity Blanket? He was on the Invest Like the Best podcast. And he had a great, first of all, that episode went mini viral actually. And he had a great, uh, his perspective was this. When the individual becomes bigger than the brand, he thinks that's when you jump the shark. You think that's extremely dangerous. Mm. And then he said that in Elon's case, he's like, if Elon is more well-known than Tesla, I think he said that's a negative harbinger for Tesla, uh, which is yeah. an interesting way to look at it, right? It's like when more tra-
2: stuff can stick to a person too, right? There's more yeah. like the opinions that stays surround on a person you for are so a long time. more voracious. Whereas, it you know? is. It's, like it's a company much, feels before like, I
1: say like, I just want to say gone. one thing in the oh, It's, like, yeah, it's yeah, just go, natural, go. right? It's like people want to make people scapegoats right they don't like toyota had this ignition crisis how many people died from that right but you couldn't i literally couldn't name you a single person that works at toyota yeah exactly vw they had the 30 billion dollar diesel gate scandal i i couldn't name you a single person that works at vw and you forget it it washes away kind of goes to jack's original point it's like a brand very easy to forget whereas an individual because of just you you put it literally put a face to it right and uh, a voice a personality uh but yeah that that was my thought uh uh, well well, i'll hit it
0: trung i was gonna say you probably studied this in your mba at some point i did it at business school as well where you, you study all these case studies and there's the idea of the key man risk i think it's called yeah and you and it's basically a similar concept from what i remember from like 20 years ago but it was uh Like we always talked about Virgin, Richard Branson was the big one back then, right? And like, even till today, you said Richard Branson is one of the most famous entrepreneurs in the world. He can go start any company and you know straight away what that brand represents. You know, it's like fun, it's adventurous, he's jumping in a hot air balloon, he's jumping out of a plane. And that comes with so many, you know, so much upside, like you said, like, you know, using your own name at the on the other side if he gets pictured in a remote island i know he has his own island but if he gets pictured on a remote island with a bad person all of those are then negatively impacted so i I think like a lot of these things there's no like right or wrong like if you were selecting a name for yourself your own twitter account your own business or you're just looking from a macro perspective on tesla and elon there's there's obviously good and bad about both and so specifically for me when i chose like the name crater lab I never actually ever thought about calling it like the Balala show or something like that. Um, like nothing wrong with that, it just for me, it just wasn't like something I wanted to do. And I, if I think of all the names I've always had, like Austin Review, Street Vibe, like all of these, like obviously those were kind of small little projects. Um, But things I did in there was another thing I did called Supper Up, which was like a food thing. And so I never
1: lived a life
0: before. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) before before I became a chill guy. Yeah. But basically there all of those names were really about like what's the goal okay and is it a real business or is it just me is it just me writing a blog in my room even then i could have said balau's arsenal review it was but it was what's the broadest thing they don't know who i am yet so they, they need to they know what arsenal is so arsenal review is very descriptive you kind of got yeah. it creator lab actually is a little bit of a tough one because when i first picked the name i, re- I still really like the name but Now the word creator is like, there's a connotation of like creator economy. Whereas for me, you know, 90% of people I've interviewed are just like entrepreneurs, right? So it's not really just about like a creator on YouTube, though I have a few of those as well. So um, yeah, I just think that's, there's no right, wrong way to do it. But personally, I also think that, you know, one Jack Butcher, one Truong fan can have many of those accounts. And you can, you know, kind of what Jack said originally, if you've got like a specific focus, it might warrant having its own name. And um, so- Well, yeah. actually
1: this question, I don't, I, I, I actually don't yeah, want to go over and say- question No, no, but I'm going to say is that I think this question is actually extremely important now but, because yeah. you have people like Mr. Beast who can mm. become billion dollar companies on their own, right? That's true. So like, and a lot of people listening here, they may end up being somebody of that caliber or already headed down that road, right? It's like, the question really is, do you put your own name on it? Do own it like Oprah, own it like yeah. Trump, or do you build some? And this is what I think, this is my two seconds thinking about an answer. I think if you want to build something bigger than yourself, it has to be its own name. If you That's care it. enough for something cool, no, no, sorry. If you, want, if you want to build something bigger than yourself, it can't be your own name, right? Like Steve Jobs didn't name it Jobs Computing, named it Apple, right? Micro. L- l- let's just look. What has lasted 50 to 60, 70 years, man? Even like, even like like Rockefeller, Standard Oil, right? And that turned into Exxon. Like Bell is now AT&T. And like these come General Motors is GM, right? It's not the name of the company. Are there any examples where it was out of the way? Ford is the one that's lasted the longest. Maybe but Bloomberg
0: like, is the only one I can think of where Bloomberg, it's actually someone's are, name. But those
1: are also just good names, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's true. Like Stan would not be an enticing name,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
1: maybe this is oh, the man. answer. You can build something bigger than yourself if you got a tight last name. All right, so there it is. That I was the just answer. gonna
2: say, there's something too. There's something crazy about. We need somebody who's an expert on this or has studied this to talk about this. But there's weird star names. The yeah names that kind of cut through the noise in a way that makes results more likely, or or in the same way that a well named product can cut through things like when people name pop stars, for example, a lot of the times they're like changing from example. their birth name yeah. to get them more like...
1: Like what's velocity. Lady Gaga's real name? I have no idea.
2: Yeah, no clue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good uh, one. And in some cases that people are just born with, the, like Harry Styles is a great example of oh, a kid who's yeah, like, that's name. a sick name and that's actually his name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's his name, maybe people interacted with him in a way that made him a pop star. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I
0: get it's, you. That's an interesting do you, how idea. do you, like-
1: uh, it's, it's self-fulfilling, right? It's like, oh man, hairstyles, you should be a performer. Like yeah, when he's coming yeah. from school. Right, and,
2: and <sighs> where, the reason I've thought so deeply about this because we're naming kids. You know, oh, like yeah. you're thinking about how you want to name your kid and oh, what, yeah. what effect that has on them throughout their life. Like if they're one of 15 Tims in a class, right? What does that do to, and what, on the other side of that, what does that do if you're called X9726? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's fascinating. Is that Elon's kid's name, right? As I'm trying to reference, I have no idea what it is, but uh, it's like a serial number.
1: I just realized something uh, uh, as Jack was talking was, I think the original thrust of the question is, should then that uh, person's personality actually influence your choice of buying the product or not? So this is what I would say. There are a lot of controversies with corporates doing bad, being bad actors, right? Like, uh, don't like donating to a party you don't like, and then you find out uh, X, Y, Z, right? Like uh, Chick Fil A is a very popular one. They donate to a lot of anti-gay uh, 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 establishments, but like, man, I've had Chick Fil A. Chicken slaps. If I'm at the airport, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> yes. getting it, right? Like, this is yeah. <laughs> but this is my answer as to why. This is listen, I can separate commerce from politics. Like, if I had to. Go through every single corporation's politics, like the member the famous, like the one that a couple of months ago, like um, the actress. I forgot her name, uh, but she's like, I'm not buying a Tesla anymore because Elon. I'm buying a Volkswagen. I'm like, do you know how Volkswagen started? It was literally started by the Nazi party. Yeah, I was just like, gonna Hitler say. That, I literally this, this said, was "I want a people's car." So like. When people don't understand, this is why I wouldn't want to play that game where like you're deciding on products based on what you think about the company. Put it this way. Amazon is one of the most hated companies by a lot of these uh, uh, anti-capitalists. Yeah, but it's but 95% we all use it. approval rating.
0: Right? Yeah, and exactly. they probably
1: all use it. Um, Apple. Dude, Apple is the number one brand in the world. It literally has slave labor in China. Yeah, I know. I know. Right? it's crazy. Like, now,
2: you know, there's an absolutely goaded Joe Biden quote on this one. Is very underappreciated quote, which he should have been, he should have been pumping on this, was uh, show me your bank account and your calendar, and I'll tell you what you care about.
1: Oh, that's yeah. brilliant! That joke, right? That's Biden. I'm pretty
2: sure. Maybe I'm getting that wrong, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you well, should on that. Listen, sounds I like make Joe clear. Rogan
0: to me, man.
1: I don't <laughs> want to make light of like the activities of no, these of companies. Yeah, yeah, But the whole point is like you're gonna. So, Chick Fil A employs how many people? Ten thousand, fifteen, twenty thousand? What? They're all bad people. They're gonna stop eating there. Like, are you are you looking uh, behind the sourcing of every single product you use? Are you looking through the supply chain of every single product you use? What I don't like about that attitude is, is if you actually audit what you've purchased, you're gonna look like an asshat. So I'm just being honest, right? I'm like, listen, I don't agree with their politics. Like, I'm not going out of my way to support Chick Fil A, but listen, you're getting six nuggets once in a while. If I'm at the Minnesota airport. And yeah. I'm hungry, I'm probably gonna yeah. get a
0: sandwich there, right? Yeah, like, when were you at the Minnesota airport, by the way? Is that When real I flew thing? back
1: and forth from uh, Boston and uh, uh, Vancouver. That was on oh, one of legit. the stops. Yeah. Boys, Love let, me,
2: let me let me drop the actual quote. It's, don't tell me what you value, show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value.
0: There you mm. go, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And, but I like the way you added calendar, right? calendar is, in there <laughs> somehow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking but, that one. That is better for individual. I guess, was he saying that in a political context? It might like be, a budget yeah, for the government, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. He's
2: on the Senate floor saying that. W- yeah, but, yeah, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Actually, a great quote, a great thought. But, but, but the hypocrisy of the, you know, I believe X, but I do Y.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's a good.
2: It, it gets to that core Tr-trung, truth. Trang,
0: I think what you were saying, like, really resonates with me too. Just because I'm obviously joking, obviously making jokes about a chicken, but like the chicken does slap. Obviously, it's good. But the, the thing is. You're right. Like that line of logic, if you're just so extreme and you're like, well, look at this company. I'm not going to buy from them because of that. But you're not then consistent in everything else you do, then I can't really respect your opinion. If you are actually like the maybe 0.5% of people who try their best, or a few percent of people who are like, okay, I don't want to support fast fashion because it's really bad for environment. It's really bad for XYZ. i Z. I'm going to go to a thrift store. I'm going to go do whatever. I, I respect that. Like, it's a yeah, conscious decision. I respect decision it, but that
1: person's can't... also insufferable and I never want to hang yeah. out with them anywhere in <laughs> yeah, any yeah, circumstance. Yeah. I, respect, I respect your consistency.
0: You're straight would on never that. I want so to have trained. dinner with yeah. you yeah. because yeah, I okay. know that shit's
1: going to be annoying <laughs> as hell, man. like well, I can't eat that X, Y, Z? Fuck, man, I'm hungry. Can I just get a goddamn chicken sandwich?
0: Yeah, that's true. No, no, and so obviously I'm I'm just trying to give a counter counterpoint, but yeah. I will say I think there is a, another line of logic to say that you can't always get it 100% perfect. I think if you can really judge the person on the intent, so if people are generally quite conscious about certain things and they're trying to be conscious where they can. I don't think that's a terrible thing as as long as they also accept that they're not getting it perfectly right and they're not pointing their fingers at everyone else. don't
1: preach, Dustin. Exactly, don't don't preach. preach That's the key point.
0: Exactly. You're preaching, Tron. Yeah, I'm preaching, man. (laughs) Uh, But I was going to say, you should watch Tim Dillon's
2: Netflix special as well. Have you seen that? I haven't watched it, yeah, yeah. There's a great bit in that where he talks about like, yeah, I think he uses a Chick-fil-A example. He's like, Well, who are these people? They're driving up to Chick-fil-A and thinking, I'm hoping the person in the drive-thru window shares my political views.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's also gay, right? So I think he, yeah. he's yeah, 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 best well, person. He's, just, he's, he's funny as hell, that. man. You yeah. gotta watch that special he's right live, I think, right?
1: <laughs> Could you imagine rolling up in a drive-thru and then like you're in line, right? There's four cars behind you, four in front of you, and you decide midway you're not gonna order. Like, what is what is going through your head? Oh, man. Anyways. All right.
0: Good good question. Whoever asked that, yeah. sorry, we didn't get names. I've got a name for all these other questions, but that was an old question. Uh, should we move on to the next one now, boys? Let's keep the energy going. Um, the next one is about the current state of the market. This is from Ray Foley. He said, with the financial winter coming and big tech, shredding massive amounts of jobs, oh. where's safe? Money, employment, even location. I'd be interested to get all of your takes on this. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I will just say on the tech layoffs, I've, I've seen quite a lot of Google people in the last few days who, yeah, man, it's been rough. Oh, Their, let's, get Microsoft, this, let's get that off you, Bilal, the uh, on-the-ground reporting on the Yeah, on-the-ground reporting. You what are you yeah, hearing, yeah, yeah. bro? What are you hearing? No, I mean, I will say, so, yeah, I mean, thankfully, a lot of the people I know have been okay, but it's just been a terrible shit show of a situation, and it's I don't know how else they could have done it, but um it's just like you know it's been 10 15 years of good times and it's the first time they've seen bad times and a lot of people are struggling with that understandably and i think from what i understand a lot of people got an email on like friday morning probably didn't even read it some people turn up at the office badge didn't work oh Similar in new york, stories. york
1: where you used to work right
0: yeah exactly and that's honestly why it kind of hit on for me a little bit because it does feel like oh i could easily been in that situation and so i have a bit more empathy for those people because even though a lot of people on twitter will be like oh they shouldn't have a job anyway and they're overemployed, which is partly true right like they, they definitely need to cut the number of people working there but that's and not all their fault companies. that's
1: not the employees fault that yeah, is 100 management's fault
0: exactly exactly and the thing is it was uh, i heard of people that worked there for 20 years just got locked out of the thing and they're done uh other people one person I, I this isn't verified but someone sent me a screenshot of someone posting on linkedin that they're like on maternity leave and both parents are now out of a job, and again, terrible situation right, like no one wants that um but like on the flip side, there are a lot of people who said, "Look, I'm getting you know six to eight it's months worth severance, of
1: severance right it's severance, severance. right
0: and they, yeah. I think they were very generous with severance from what I understood um and again, there's just no easy way to fire eleven thousand people, so it's just yeah, it's not a good time for anyone, we're in a recession, so Obviously, thoughts for all those people trying to figure out their next steps and that. But
1: well, let's uh, actually, let's let me add the something question. there Go to on, tie yeah. it into our previous uh thing about uh, individuals versus companies. Remember what happened with Twitter and Elon when they're laying on off people and how much shit he took again? It's because it was tied around an individual. Every every other major big tech firm has done something comparable, yeah? They've just like fired, but they're not saying, you, Hey,
0: Larry Page, you're, yeah, or, or well, it's, also because, in this case.
1: it's also because. The, well, you could say that some of them uh, Elon probably didn't handle as well as like the rest of these companies in terms of like being vocal and like at the face of it. But like every other I mean, we're talking ten thousand plus across Facebook, Amazon, Google, obviously as a percentage that's not as much as yeah, I was as gonna Twitter, say I think for Google it's, it's like five or six number. percent. Right, yeah. but the absolute numbers massive.
2: It's a lot of right? people. It's yeah. uh, we're talking and, like fifty, what, sixty thousand. Know, do you know like the concentration of departments or disciplines yeah Yeah. just
0: again this isn't verified (laughs) but just from what i heard it's a lot of cloud from what i heard um and again i I can't really say specific stuff because it will probably like give away who it is but i heard from some people uh, across the board that it wasn't just like low performers it was like literally such a weird distribution. No one fully understood what's going on. So it was so Someone's were people, just going
2: to get caught in a crossfire and yeah. Like
0: some right?
1: seven figure guys got caught, and like
0: gals, probably, right? Like seven yeah, figure employees I'm got sure. caught. I'm sure. And also, I can imagine where, like, so I heard from someone, they said, like, the best performer on the team got let go and they didn't. And they were really surprised because even though they're probably a strong performer, the other person literally, because it's in sales, so imagine you actually that process know the of just
2: like going through and figuring that out. And it's that's just why I'm from my
0: understanding. It must. It, that's why there's going to be so many inconsistencies where people are just confused because it's not. You know, it's really hard to do something like that. I'm a, This is without me knowing anything. My assumption is there's some sort of algorithm which looks at perf scores. You know, tenure compensation. What's, per, what's perf? Score? Uh, performance scores. Oh, you know, yeah. like your performance reviews and again I'm making this all up but my assumption is they would use that and it, you know it's Google they use a lot of data to do stuff like this and and my assumption is that would get sent from the top down to the VPs just then approve, to probably approve, to directors yeah. but from even the managers I know like a lot of them just had no idea this was was happening uh, at this scale so uh, anyway yeah so it's pretty sad times but it kind of was needed um, and hopefully all those people will get a good severance and they'll be able to find Work elsewhere, but Let yeah, me pretty add bad. One times. thing on it,
1: and you kind of touched on it, and people were like, people have been trolled of with the quote unquote Kush lifestyle, man. But I gotta say, like, the one thing I couldn't get on board was like these the, the jokes about the employees getting left, like, hey, like somebody actually put a really earnest message right you guys probably saw the meme trend is like hey i i was a former google pm i was like go i i can do xyz and then everybody started trolling it right yeah, like people started yeah, posting yeah, like that. hey i used to work at google i'm the person that put the fuzzy pictures uh, from yeah, Pinterest yeah. when you google image <laughs> search things and like and like that type of thing i'm like listen i laughed but i'm like this is kind of cold man. yeah it's, it's like, like
0: when people are like losing their jobs like you don't want to make it's because even about if you're
1: it. like no matter how, like kind of touch on it. even if you're super well paid and getting a fat severance like losing your job is Literally one of the most emotionally difficult things yeah. that a person gonna go through, 100%. right? Because so much of your identity is tied up into it. Um and I think a
0: surprise it? too. It wasn't like something where you've you know something's coming, you try your best. You're like say you're on a performance plan, perf- PR what's it called? PRP, PRP, PRP? or something. Performance yeah, and plan? and you're like, Oh, I've not been performing, I've got three months to get my act together, and you're working with your manager. That happens all the time and some people get let go. This is like you're turning up you've got all these plans and the next day you let go or that day you let go. And, and so someone who's been here for 20 years, man, that's like, you know well, I let's address the question, right? Like yeah. the
1: question's asking like, well, how are we feeling about this environment? Yeah, like, exactly. Th- this is a massive wake up call. Like this 100%. level and blah, you would know, like this would have been unthinkable at Google five years ago, unthinkable, right? Yeah,
2: like, this I would level say honestly, two years ago, like Even two a year, year ago, and a half right? ago. It's, it was the like, join Google you set for life. Yeah, Yeah. that's the meme. was like, you got your Google stock, you got your job, like you're good. Don't worry about anything ever again. And that's another like thing that probably exacerbates how severe it is for people because they're not in an organization that has done that before or that's not part of the culture. Like a Goldman Sachs, it's like bottom 10%, you're getting your ankles chopped off.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's a good point.
1: Well, so yeah, here's a, I, I mean I... here's the lesson, right? Here, let's extrapolate go on, go on. this. W- what's one thing you could take from this is like, and we've talked about this before because bilal has been has been on the uh, the recessions coming train for the last twelve months. Like he's like, Guys, we're gonna do this episode. Twelve bilal years, man, it, yeah. right? It's like twelve, <laughs> uh, like a year ago we did one. Uh, yeah, I mean we've kind of talked about this, but it's like the idea is like, you cannot trust a corporation to take care of you. It's just impossible. You cannot do it. Whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. I'm not saying you do nothing and you're disloyal to the company just you cannot assign it your max loyalty you have to think about yourself you have to put yourself number one just because at the end of the day these companies don't care like they the at an individual level they might care like your boss might care about you and you have a good relationship with your manager but these companies ultimately do not care and, and, I, would, frankly, I, would, and the,
2: I would say they can't care they, can't like they care. don't have a capacity yeah, for correct. it there's no like is the not a vehicle for compassion this is
1: not this is not a like moral judgment it's just like this is reality these companies will cut your ass right and this is why i'm when people bounce between companies or xyz and i i don't care i'm like listen that's the game that's the game of corporate life yeah nothing personal Yeah. yeah it's nothing personal and i think that's my only takeaway i'd ever say about any of this is like you should never treat this these institutions like family because they're not and they will literally they'll cut you by the knees they'll all end up like goldman yeah if push comes to shove you will get chopped
0: and then trung the other thing related to that is about identity you said there right which i think for a lot of people like even i went through this you're young it's your first big job you're like oh i'm in a job i've got i've got my own desk and you know all the little things that you've wanted for a long time and then And then you get those kind of incremental things that you start feeling good about it. And there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent, but it's just like, you know, ironically what you talk about in investing, right? Like you need to have a safety net. You need to, you know, make your six to 12 month um, savings so that you're not out on the street when something like this happens. And, And I think that's kind of my big takeaway here is like outside of just the job stuff, is you know stuff we talked about in the building versus betting episode which i think was one of my favorite classic, episodes classic and kind episode. of like a moment in time um and and the way i think about it is it comes back to kind of finances investing it's like people always talk about reducing your burn rate and you know saving your money and and i think that's important like don't overspend where you where you can but th- you can only reduce your outgoings by one x like 100 basically but your income you can increase by 2X, 3X, 5X, 10X, ask Jack, right? Like Jack's gone through it going self-employed. How much of a difference that's made. If he was just sitting in his room being like, I can't buy cappuccinos from Starbucks today. And he's just so hyper-focused go on, on the that.
1: Like, go on the go offensive. Go on the offensive, yeah. That, yeah where like you can.
0: That. And obviously, if you're, you've are you got three kids and a mortgage and you're in hundred grand debt, that's a different situation. Yeah. But even that whole attitude of like, okay, I'm in debt. How am I going to get out of it? I need to make a plan around that. And I think finances do make a big difference here. And especially in a bad time like this, where you've been set, like me and my girlfriend talk about this all the time. We've been preparing kind of for this where we didn't overextend ourselves. We still live in an expensive place in in New York, but we don't like spend, we could be spending way more on rent and all that sort of stuff. But we're like, actually, let's just live in a modest place, make sure we've got enough space to live well, but we don't need to be balling out for no reason. And I think now we feel, you know, as things are getting worse for both of us, right? Like everyone's getting hit, we're both self-employed. We're getting hit as well. And uh, yeah, now uh, we can at least lean on some of our savings and stuff like that. If, if we need it. I, I think um,
1: uh, the th- something else I want to add, as you're saying, like uh, uh, as uh, you're getting hit is like, I think it's going to get worse. I think 2023 is going to be tough. I think this is going to be tough. Cause now you're going to see the trickle effect from all these people getting laid off. Like I know we've been t- uh, like last year was shitty for the markets, but like the employment situation kind of held up, but now these massive cuts are happening. And I know a lot of our listeners are probably tech or tech adjacent. So like, you're talking 150,000 tech employees have been laid off, right? Like, of course, that's the the trickle down from that is going to happen in 2023.
0: And that's tough, man, because if you're looking for a job, like, that is a daunting thing to think, oh, I'm now competing with all these other people who are looking. Exactly, dude. And so, uh, yeah, look, first thing is, man, like, as Jack has has built his whole thing on, there are times now, maybe you, you take a step back and you say, if you've been let go, maybe it's a time first of all just to take a break like if you're able to because mentally it's been a bit of a crazy time and the other thing is it always comes back to like what are the skills you're developing versus just like oh I've saved a bunch of money especially early in your career if you're able to build tangible skills you can monetize now maybe it's a chance for you to go and try that freelance thing that you talked about doing or starting something that you talked about doing Um, and sometimes it's a blessing in disguise but I will say just yeah if you're able to get that 6 to 12 month Amount of money in the bank, then it gives you that feeling, oh, I can take a risk now. And that's how I personally feel. Jack, anything else from you, mate, on, your, on this topic? No That's pretty solid set. All right, all right, <laughs> perfect. All right, um, this is a related question from Niall Quinn. He said, I don't know if we've already answered this, but let me know if anything else comes to mind. If AI is coming for our white collar jobs, then where should we go? What career opportunities do you see from AI?
1: Uh, we talked about this in our uh the barely episode i'll just summarize it quickly i think uh i know i think the way that a lot of people have to think about this is it's not coming from your jobs uh, you just gotta learn how to work with it that's the number one thing i'd say It's like yeah, learn a how to work with ai and uh i mean everything's out there um you can use i don't know barely ai you could try that that's b a b e a r l y dot ai no yeah i mean learn how to use uh if you're listen if you're a lawyer there's like very specific uh ai uh vertical tools that they are building there if you're a coder you're probably gonna use copilot learn how to use copilot
0: right it's yeah like, let uh, it increase your productivity and yeah. your knowledge and so that's the skill in itself so yeah 100 percent. yeah right. I, would,
1: I would say if uh if now hasn't heard uh the episode we did uh two or three ago uh we kind of mean below like fully discussed like that was the barely ai one risk. right yeah
0: yeah yeah check that one out now if you didn't already jack anything from you mate no, I think this is com- like it converges with the last question a little bit, where it's like,
2: for anybody in this situation with any concerns about your ability to compete in the world, you have to start publishing your work. Whether you use like whatever you do, like the idea of documenting and publishing your stuff and creating a portfolio of the things that you are good at even if you invent briefs. So I come from the design and marketing world. And one of the ways I got my start was just to imagine briefs. Like I have this set of skills, right? I can take a company and turn it into a symbol that represents what that company does. If I could work my dream job for whatever client, I'm just gonna give myself that brief without permission and make the thing that represents Mm, my thinking on that. Permissionless
1: apprentice. There we go. Permissionless
2: apprentice, $1. Go get that.
1: Well, Jack, I actually did how I found Jack on the internet was Naval was asking to make an app. And Jack did some crazy thing in, uh, was it Adobe? What'd you do it in? Figma, Figma. You did a fig- He did some crazy app design in Figma, sped up uh, the video by like 10x, and then like it showed from A through Z, him designing, I'm like, damn, that's sick. Did anything yeah. ever happen with that?
2: Uh, No. No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I like got connected, did the book illustrations, and yeah. all, so but it's like not direct... Not direct, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's another thing is like, I think people who come from a corporate environment have this like, I need to do X and then I'll get Y. Yeah, yeah. And the world is way more chaotic than that, right? It's like, you need to put out a hundred pieces of work and then maybe the 34th piece that you put out resonated with someone, but when they see the hundredth, then they reach out to you to do something. And the bar is way lower than you think. Like I so many it. people are waiting behind, like, I need to apply for this job. I need to ask for permission for this. I ran a job board for a year. There were graphic designers submitting fucking resumes without a portfolio. It's like, what? I'm, why? I'm not even gonna click on this. Like it's yeah, just it's insane. And that's like, yeah. like, that's not one in 10, that's nine in 10 oh of people goodness. that are like, I'm a graphic designer and I can do X. And it's like, well, show me.
0: Yeah, show me, don't nothing, tell me. That's crazy. There's
2: nothing like that. that it's, like this is mm. gonna sound insensitive, but the amount of people that have like proof of proof of work, <laughs> let's use a little yeah we, we go there we go, is very 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 low, and it's embarrassing to do that into a void or a vacuum and like publish work that isn't getting feedback. But even the act of doing a thing a hundred times, if no one interacts with it, is, one is gonna make you better. And then when you get to the point where you start to get any kind of resonance, people can look back and see the hundred things you did before. There's like way more qualified people than me to talk about this. I think Mr. Beast just did an interview on, might've even been Lex, Lex Friedman, Friedman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, do a hundred videos and talk to me about views. That's it. That's, yeah. the whole, that's the whole thesis, the whole idea in one thing. Like if you really want to stand out, you have to do the shit that no one else is
0: doing. It's not a very complicated idea, but nobody wants to do it. Yeah, well, it goes back to the meme of the, the live meme of the week. Like how many people started the project of, you know, chilling with the boys in in a, in COVID and they're like, okay, well, we're just on Zoom anyway, we might as well yeah, just yeah, record yeah. this. like, don't get me wrong, like I'm all for people trying it out too, but you see the numbers, right? Like how much people don't stick to things. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, the other thing I was going to say, Jack, to your point, like that sped up thing that Trung just mentioned for Naval. Uh, and I remember Naval talking on Tim Ferris, right? And mentioning you and he said like, oh, well, Jack Butcher might just create a thing, a visual for me and post it online and I'm just g- gonna like it and repost it. And like, what? it took a hundred of those things, right? And then, and and in advertising, there's a, I think it's like a rule of seven or something. Like you see an ad, the I don't know how. of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you need to see a TV ad or a video ad or whatever, a brand. Seven times normally minimum to actually start noticing and be like, Oh, I've seen that a few times. What what the hell is that? Dude, I that love bit. that you brought
1: that up a lot. Cause I actually had yeah. this pin, I forgot to mention oh, it. Sick. Gary Tan, uh a president now of YC, yeah. uh, did, did you guys see? I love you guys see this tweet. You or did no, you send no, it? I didn't it's see this, that, yeah. So Gary, bro, how do you build a brand? Space repetition. If you can hear about a product service at one two 30 and 60 days the majority of people who experience it will remember it for years so mm. the idea of space repetition is very well known in memorization right the way to memorize uh, content is not to just spend 24 hours on it, it's to like over the course of many months keep refreshing it in your brain and it gets like it gets imprinted that's literally what into Readwise
0: is built off, right A- that exactly whole idea. right space repetition and-
1: but i love that like- sorry go ahead
2: I was just going to say the massive paradox in that is like you have to stay interested long enough to get there and that's yes. that's the issue that people have is like they get bored before the market
0: gets interested
2: in the thing
1: but it's like Bilal says seven well it says seven times yeah minimum seven, seven times
0: I'd, yeah I mean that's just an arbitrary number I guess by this point because it was from like 50 years ago I'm sure but you kind of get the idea it's like another example we've talked about on the show before Creator Lab getting big guests on the show you don't just get like Gary V. I'm not trying to like name drop, but like all these big names I had: Gary Vee Tim, and well, David, John, oh, Jack, Butcher, all these people. Oh, oh, oh. Like it, it normally isn't just like one email, right? Like literally with Gary V. specifically, that took me probably like 20 30 emails. Plus getting to people in his circle, saying my name, being in the calendar book six different times. It got cancelled, and then seventh one I recorded, and that. Is literally just... It's continuously putting reps in front of them. And uh, if you keep hearing my name, and you keep asking, oh, there's this really eager guy with a British accent, with a Pakistani name, and he's like, oh, who's this? And then, and then he sees a clip from me show up on his feed. And then he hears yeah, Scott yeah. Harrison, his boy, mention me. And then it just... It compounds over time, and and uh, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. But, but and but, and I was just gonna say, but yeah. this is directly
2: relevant. The email that I got from you a- asking to go on the first time around, yeah, yeah. is still probably the most sophisticated outreach that I've gotten since, and yeah, that was go. early on in the Twitter world. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, again, the bar is low on in every area where like most people will send a DM, like, come on my podcast, literally that. And it's like, why? Why would I do that? Allows is like, hey, here's all the people I've interviewed. Here's what my listeners are interested in. Here's how many people download it. Here's why I want to interview you. Here's like a form to sign to make sure blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, this guy clearly gives a shit about what he's doing. Thanks,
0: I'm in. man. I have the screenshot here, by the yeah. way. And this, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't publish it, but it was on, I think Trung talked about ages ago. If you're interested, we can share on the link. Spotify did an interview with me where they basically asked me how i got a lot of guests and i didn't like consciously do all of this right i didn't be like oh i've got a prior relationship i'm building social proof but that is just like <laughs> basically what it was right and the easy yeah, out. i mean i think i mentioned that in the interview i basically said like i don't ever want someone to feel pressured into being like oh please come on or something like that i'm always like if you don't want to come on like, it's completely cool it also makes you less desperate and uh, that comes from not just pitching people like this it's like from general life in sales in relationships like you don't want to be that eager yeah. all over you sort of person I love so, the
1: easy out that uh, i never actually thought about exactly that variable but the, man just <laughs> people are busy right just let them <laughs> out like just give them the things like hey totally cool yeah totally cool if you don't respond
0: yeah completely all right great great answers on that one um well uh trunk did you have anything else to add yeah well uh, just on your point about
1: the seven names actually uh, do you guys remember the captain morgan ad There's literally a 30-second Captain Morgan ad, and all it does is say, Captain Morgan. It's like, (laughs) Captain Morgan, Captain Morgan, Captain, Captain Morgan. But then that's the reason. You have 30 seconds. And what are you trying to call them that 30 seconds? It's like just hammer.
0: That's funny. Well, this is actually the next question, which is actually really related to what you just said, Jack, around uh, publishing your work. So this is from Mike Battle. Twitter growth from scratch in 2023. And there was also a related question from Ricky Rosé. That's my nickname. Talking about launching newsletters from scratch. That's not actually his name. His name is Ricky Rosé. I just added in the Rick Ross lyric there mm. for you guys. If you had to start with zero presence, curious how the squad might launch a newsletter. How do you do research? What the hook is? And how do you write that first banger? i just group those two together because I think it's in let's, a similar let's bucket. Let's do a case study about there we go.
1: newsletters. Our boy, Ben Tossel, mm, is yeah. absolutely on fire with Ben's yeah. Bites newsletter about uh, it. AI. I think he went from zero to 20,000 subs in two to three months. And I just talked with him yesterday. He's like, I'm trying to get 200K by the end of the year. I'm like, on oh, your man. growth rate, He's like I would not be shocked.
0: 100%, so what I want yeah. to say about
1: Ben is this. Okay. So a little bit of context. Ben was founder of MakerPad, uh, sold to Zapier, and he had thirty to 40,000 Twitter followers. So not zero. But what he's done is the right thing: is pick one niche and just be absolutely relentless, dude. This guy is respond. Any piece of AI, like yeah. any, anytime there's like a new art tool or a generative AI tool or GPT news update, literally Ben's just like adding this newsletter tomorrow and LinkedIn newsletter. I, 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 I can't even tell how many he's doing it's a day. Incredible, yeah. It must be twenty or thirty a day. And you he's just, still got his main
0: gig, yeah, by the way. He's doing this on gig. the side. Yeah, it's very impressive. And
1: it, uh, I mean, uh, Bilal had him on the Creator Lab. Uh, you, did you guys talk about strategy more? Could you guys talk about yeah, that? Yeah,
0: we did a little bit uh, in the second half of the show. So if you're interested, you can check that out. But basically, uh, we, we mostly talked about what's exciting in AI. But this, the second part was really around why that style of newsletter and why he then chose Twitter. And, and so I think it comes back to the principle, which is like what are you focused on why are you doing it so for him he specifically i, I would group him in the group of what sean um sean did with milk road, milk road the crypto, yeah, newsletter. They, crypto newsletter they basically said all right there's a growing market there's an opportunity i'm doing this as a business so i'm doing this to grow i'm not doing it because i'm a creative writer and i need to express myself that's a very different goal um and and i think that's always really important is like to rank basically why you're doing it in order because you want all of them right? Like you want to have expression, you want to be get your Twitter numbers up, whatever. But really, why are you doing it? So in his case, it sounds like he's like, this is a big opportunity. No one's doing milk road, the hustle or whatever for AI, in his opinion. And then he looked at his own skills and he started writing his own work, like, you know, like actual editorial stuff. And then he realized like, this is too much work. It wasn't for him. And so he started doing more of a curated list. So I think that's actually really interesting because when you're not an expert, in a topic, how do you then still add value? You create and you say, well, I'm not an expert, but here's 10 people who are, and I'm going to group them together. And here's what I've read about
1: them. And like the the reality is that 99% of my readers are like me. They're on this journey with me. They're also going from zero. So everything I'm like, I'm not ahead of them. So they're, I'm not running ahead of them with this content. Right. And blah. the one thing I want to add was like, the a couple of things that he's done is like he's five days a week. So l- listen, these are grinds, and you have to understand if you're going down this route where you're picking an industry and you're trying to get mind share in that industry, you it, it's it's a fucking grind, man. It's really a six day a week job. Yeah, because yeah. you're publishing on well, Sunday. How many
0: hours a day do you reckon that takes?
1: This would be a two to three hour a day job. But the thing that really wears on you is not that work. It's the it's knowing that you have to do it again the next day because when like the, no but like literally it's like when I was writing yeah, The yeah. Hustle yeah. for like 1.5 million readers by myself essentially for about a year is like the tough part <laughs> is you have to wake that up and do it again like some
0: pain in that trying, trying yeah right? <laughs> no
1: it's like it was a grind right I mean but I always joke about this because it's during COVID I'm like I literally had nothing else to do and I've obviously had a great editorial team and then we ended up getting a lot of uh, 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 people started coming on towards the end uh, but there was a period there where it's just like people just kind of left, moved on and it's like, oh fuck, it's like the only one in the seat right now. Uh, but yeah, great team, uh, support. Uh, well, the thing with there is also, you have a lot of editorial help in terms of like, when you're done writing, you kind of hand it off. Like, what is hey, doing do is tough. Top editing, sort of like, editing your own work is very difficult. Cause it's because it's two different
0: mindsets, right? Like, you're, you're creating, you're, you're banging it out and then there's a cut. And, and you're also, like, you just need did it, right? It you're
1: like, fuck, I got to read this again. You
0: missed the lines. Like, you've got the blindness to exactly. the words you've written. Yeah. Well, Speaking of barely AI,
1: I use it to edit everything now. So there you nice. go, people. Uh, nice. But um, the one thing I will add is, blah. Uh, kind of touched on it. That's the very uh, mercenary, going to hot uh, sector, try to build something uh, and business mindset. The other mindset is, listen, if you actually are more a creative writer or you prefer long form, you just it goes with what Jack said. You just have to create you need to have one or two pieces of anchor content where you can build mindshare on it. Right. Like, and we know I can, I should probably just do a list one day. If like, here are 10 people that wrote like one or two pieces only, but like completely broke through. Right. And but like, uh, that
0: come to mind like that really, Well, really... there's
1: one guy, uh, uh, Thomas Puyo. He's actually quite successful. He's a, he's a tech dude, but, uh, he wrote that article at the beginning of COVID about, uh, the curves. You guys might've seen this, but like it went super viral. He's like, we need to, we need to smash the curve. And he basically wrote that. It was like an anchor piece. Everyone kind of knew him for that. He's moved on to some other really interesting geopolitical stuff, but like having, you got to choose one of the two, right? So like to answer the question directly, uh, what would you do from scratch? Is like, first pick which strategy you're going to do. Are you going to do this something where you can grind it out every day, like Ben Tossel style, or, or are you just more like creative and you want to be known for maybe two to three p- pieces a year as a side hustle? Dan Wang is a great example, actually he's a geopolitical analyst for china he writes one of like the most uh widely read year end things it's like his year in review piece and uh, i think he stopped doing mm, yeah. it because it was such a huge grind he said that it was like while all of his friends were having fun during christmas he was like writing this piece we so stopped uh but sometimes you get known for that uh if if you don't want to make it your full day job so yeah, yeah i think
0: that's great
2: jack what that's about a big you, left field suggestion as well where don't we do is yeah we sorry. no no we, no <laughs> I mean pretty much yeah we like fall into this trap of like giving advice based on our situation right which is media businesses content yeah, good point. networks twitter all of this stuff i read a tweet recently it was like it costs 1500 bucks a day to hire somebody to hang wallpaper in like arlington virginia or something and one like more macro effect of this happening is like there is this disruption in the allocation of labor. My parents, when I was growing up, and my dad more specifically was like, get a trade, do a thing that is always going to be necessary, right? Is there going to be somebody that's a better marketer than you? Yes. If you're competing on the internet, beating like, it is about being extremely unique, extremely good at one thing, pointed, go back to the sailor episode and look at the like tail end of that. The the laser eyes thing. thing. He nails it, man. It's great. But I also think if you're like starting fresh and you had some, uh, let's assume that you have some runway on a like severance type situation, starting an internet newsletter to like read, to reach some like arbitrary outcome where you don't have something really specific in mind. Like for me, creating content on the internet to was to get clients to do graphic design work for, because that's what I wanted to do. But people start with this idea of I want to get attention or I want to have people read my stuff. Why? And you get the why from basically doing the dirty stuff that nobody wants to do. Like that's where you pick up the experience that leads you to a place where you're like, okay, I'm good at this. What's the most efficient way for me to get people to come and ask me to do this for them? Yeah, that's a really good point. Because it isn't always
0: it isn't always the writing or the podcast or whatever it, often it is something completely different like you said
2: yeah 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 and i like i'm way more interested in that stuff than i ever was just because your grass is always greener right you walk past like i'm celia always i always say the shit when we're walking around the neighborhood i'm like i wish i could go and do that for a day right like i see people doing different jobs I'm oh like, yeah i just yeah. want to go and do that for a day as like a larry david when was sketch. the last one you said do you remember Oh, uh, probably like doing roofing, like on a new, ha- like new housing construction. I was like, I love to be up there. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, again, yeah, grass a is factory, always greener. You're up, you're up in the up. cold weather doing that, or you're like on the computer all day doing AI, like figuring out what AI things to curate for your newsletter tomorrow. And there's obviously nuance in between that, right? It's not just like hard manual physical labor and being in front of a computer all day, but especially the people that listen to this podcast are going to be way over indexed on like, I need a hundred thousand Twitter followers to make a living. No, you don't. And that's like, I
1: I love this left field answer, man. You're right. Dude, you're 100% right. This lens is, uh, you know what? I fully agree with Jack on this. Don't start a newsletter. Just don't. Yeah, unless you have a really good reason to for most do people it. Shouldn't. Yeah. yeah I
0: mean when I spoke to our boy Pump about it that was the first thing he said he basically said the first thing I'm going to say is most people shouldn't be doing this because this is what it's going to take and it's not that whole like hustle culture thing of like oh well this is what I'm so hard working but like if you see literally what Pomp and his brothers do like I mean especially oh, Pomp man like he's he's I'm literally putting out a daily email animals six like podcasts a week like I don't even can't even count anymore and they, and they do it with energy and and I never I actually listened to um Jason Kalikanis on a Tim Ferriss pod recently it was like from end of last year and I know like some people you know whatever you think of Jason I actually thought it was a really good episode and one of the things that stood out for me was him basically talking about he's like a 10 out of 10 extrovert And for him, him doing a daily show on This Week in Startups, basically, and then doing a next weekly show on All In and then doing the All In Summit, being in person around all these people, that literally just gives him energy. And for like the other, probably two out of the four of them on All In uh, it drains you completely. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like naturally how you are. And so even for me, I'm probably like an eight or nine out of 10 extrovert. But even for me, especially doing them remotely, it just, like after NIA every week, straight after I have to go like, chill out yeah, for a few minutes and then I gotta I'll gotta go, go to the gym. I go for a walk. I go yeah, for a walk, you, go, you gotta like, just take it easy after. And that's, even I'm really enjoying it. And so I think that's the better question is, it sounds very cheesy, but like what are the things you're doing naturally? What are the things that you're interested in where time is just passing by? And sometimes that ends up just being a hobby. It's like for me, it's Arsenal, right? Like you hear me talk about it every week. I could, talk about Arsenal all day. And maybe that means, hey, Bilal, you should be doing a podcast on Arsenal since you've done all these other podcasts. But a lot of it is like, hey, I just want to enjoy that on the weekend. It's like my one time where I get to just shut everything off and just be completely stupid and like irrational sports fan. And and that that brings me joy in my life. You know what yeah, I mean? There's a, so, good, there's a good lesson
2: in there too, is like because you enjoy it does not equal like, exactly. massive commercial opportunity. And yeah. in, in most cases, yeah. like, not the opposite point. is true because exactly. everybody enjoys
0: it so it's going to be hard yeah exactly and, you actually and, and know then, who uh, uh, yeah, I just want
1: to say that, have you guys watched the breakpoint thing on Netflix uh, but the tennis show that's like the F1 not show not yet
0: but I got it added it looks pretty good
1: yeah they, the first episodes were when Nick uh, Kyrgos, uh, oh, the Australian yeah, yeah. dude a lad, a he's a total he personality is. right but like yeah. he doesn't give a shit about tennis like, he plays a quarter of the he's year. He's a
0: basketball guy, right?
1: Yeah, he's like, no,
0: but like, he literally, <laughs> the show is just well, talking about- tennis. He plays tennis. He's a, well. He plays tennis He was yeah. a
1: top 10 ranked player. And yeah, he's like, the
0: only guy who's beat Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal. He's
1: one of three people that's only- uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. one of that's In beaten recent Federer, times. Yo, uh, uh, Novak, and uh, Nadal. And like, high, super high potential, just does not care about tennis. He doesn't have a coach, like, doesn't have a coach. You got to final
2: Wimbledon, I think
0: it was recently,
1: though. And, uh, I guess
2: yeah. that's a 0% interest phenomenon too, which yeah. is the, uh, it's the Scott Galloway <laughs> thing, right? The, he's got a great like, intro to a lecture on that, which is don't do what you love, do what you're good at. I think that's a, that's a, yeah, that's sum- a great point. summation of yeah. it. But it's like you think the guy that sells like, um, you know, leases d- uh, temporary toilets to construction sites is passionate about toilets. no he's an operator and he wants to make money for his family
0: and normally when you're when you're good at something you end up enjoying it because you kind of have that progress and you're like you get into
1: flow right you get into flow you're improving it's getting easier people are are stroking your ego about how good you are at XYZ but but it also depends on the
0: person as well and the the only thing I was going to say again very frameworky but like you guys if you've not come across it you probably have called Ikigai it's that graph which has the four different quadrants or whatever but I, I forgot what all of them are but that's essentially summarizes some of the things we're talking about things you're good at things you're passionate about and there's two others oh, ikagi. Th- th- good for yeah. the, like the world wants and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. right? and, it, and it's basically it, it's always really hard to do but it does actually p- it helps me think about different parts of my own life like a oh, podcast okay are you good at it are you um are you enjoying it enough are you naturally good at it and then okay is there a market for what you're doing can i get paid to do this in my case thankfully it's a little bit of yes for all of them, but maybe not so much that I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing, hundred percent, all of my time, and therefore I can put it in its place and say one day, two days a week, I can afford to work on it, but I need to still make that money somewhere else, and so that's kind of um, another like thing you can use probably uh, for that.
1: So I identified the screen for us. One of the greatest NIA moments ever when Sailor went on his <laughs> rant. Hold on a second here. Here we go. Okay, here we go, people. Here we go, listeners. This is the question Are we asked Michael Saylor. Oh, yeah. We asked him, what advice would you give a newly grad?
2: Play it. The
1: world's increasingly specialized
3: and it's platform-driven. So you need to focus on... Um, first, you need a basic set of skills. The, ba- the basic tools you need to get by in the modern world would be English. Uh, important. The ability <laughs> to code right uh some computer science or uh be computer literate be uh be english literate because anything you sell in the world will sell for a higher price in english anything you buy you'll buy for a lower price in english so it's a universal protocol so master that protocol you know, obviously master math as a protocol but especially especially um applied statistics uh for example if you have a complicated um, theoretical math problem you can generally plug it into a computer or you apply you know you can you can chat gpt uh, programs that'll solve calculus and calculus of variations and those forms of math but the kind of math that you use every single day of your life is applied statistics like, for example, what's the likelihood that coin is going to zero? <laughs> How much risk is in the, oh, this is if so I good. Change the protocol every year? What's the risk that that will actually? You got that digging. So you have to be.
0: Good oh, find, mate. That was all oh. the
3: time. Oh, we're not done yet. So that's statistics, especially applied statistics. So, So I would study that. I would say you look about 10 years younger I was going to say
0: we all look so much younger then then
3: master the key (laughs) platforms right you can you can create music or you can create something but if it's not on the
0: big platform it
3: doesn't matter that you posted your video on the number four most important streaming video service no one's going there. So figure out Google <laughs> and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything. it's you know funny, we're
0: literally reacting the same so way as reacted lives. I'm seeing that.
3: You know, they're all protocols of sorts, right? Thinking skills, and then you got to be able to create something. There we go. Right. What what that something is mm. you know, depends on what your talent is but you probably better better figure out what your talent is hone it if you don't have talent don't bother because someone else in the world will have it if you have talent focus mass of the talent then figure out how to deliver something on those platforms you know con- compatible with those protocols like don't don't sing fabulous music in Swahili
1: oh dude what <laughs> after Swahili. That's
3: understand Swahili right figure out where is the money right people figure out where are the people with the money and how do i communicate with them and how do i serve them and then you do that thing with awareness that the world is increasingly go get that uh, selfie though See interconnected (laughs) and and um there's a winner take all type this is this is the lesson this
2: is uh, yeah this is what i was talking about
3: you know, most of the market, the number two gets a little bit, the number three gets noticed and the numbers four through 40,000 are the long tail of mediocrity. So figure that out, make your career there. And then, and then, uh, if you come back to the metaphor of laser eyes, the whole, po- the whole point of laser eyes is yes, you have a hundred opinions, but the world only cares about one. Yes, you can do a 100 is cool. things, but the world only wants to pay you to do one thing, right? And, and once you do that one thing, if you have a modicum of success and you start thinking that you can do a second, a third and a fourth thing, you're wrong.
0: You you're wrong. Right?
3: Because when you're, <laughs> wrong. when you're the most successful person in so your good, niche and you're doing the one thing, there's someone that's smarter than you, more talented than you, that has more to gain, less than less to lose, that wants to replace you. And they're thinking about that 80 hours a week. Yep. And you're that's deciding so to right, put your thing on that's autopilot and so move good. on to conquer some new thing because you know that's what you know alpha males do. When you think about that, you just remember what happened to Napoleon when he charged into Russia, and then Hitler when he charged into Russia, and then Napoleon when oh, he charged go, there we go. into Egypt, <laughs> and then Julius Caesar when he
1: fought, charged into Egypt. That part is one of my favorite. I I, I use that line a lot. It's like, we should we could have made this entire AMH as that. It's like,
0: Reaction you get good at one part. thing.
1: The world only wants to listen to you for your one opinion. The world only wants to pay you for one job, right? And as soon as you think you do something else, wrong. Yeah. wrong. It's kind of wrong. like it's
2: kind of like uh being an artist too where it's like the music that made you big is the stuff that everyone wants to listen to when you go to the show. Yeah, they but don't no, want, they don't want that new stuff like I don't want to play I don't want to play that massive smash hit. I want to play this new B-side that I wrote my, you know about this new experience I had and it's like no, man, just give us the good stuff, man. Just give Hit us, us with the smash. Just give us Wonderwall. That's what we want. I went, yeah. to see, <laughs> I went
1: to see Dave Matthews' band, and they didn't play Crash in a five-hour show. That was just them saying, F you. That was yeah. just them being like... Maybe that's you hilarious. can too
0: big to fail at a certain point. Yeah, but for most true. people, you don't have that option. Yeah, love that trunk. Great fight. I think we could just keep that in. I think that okay, was a yeah, nice little reflection point. That's one
1: of that's one of NIA's greatest like snippets ever.
0: Yeah, we've never done like a reaction. I think uh, Well, the funny thing is, so many people ripped our video and like yeah. put it on Twitter and TikTok and. That's our most well, I think one of the YouTube one of the YouTube videos where people just did like a segment got like crazy views i'm not hating on it. it's great like I mean someone people liked it that it spread but yeah kind of a we should do more uh, reaction videos like that all right boys oh, i think we can move on to the next topic unless you yeah. had um anything else on that right so this comes from elena who we gave a shout out to in the past 20 something uh, pod thank you elena and there we go elena had a couple banger questions in there she said your advice you'd give to your 20 year old self i think it actually ties in quite nicely with what uh we were just talking about there but anything coming to mind for you too? yeah i would say one thing there is a
2: downside to like absorbing all of this basically like survivorship bias narratives from The three of us is one good example of that. Sailor is a more extreme example of that, where it's like, if you're weirdly, if you're like looking directly at the thing you're trying to get, it's very hard to get it. Versus like when I was 20, moving to New York, leaving like my group of friends who basically, you know, I'd be on the piss four nights a week with and just like, you know, having an amazing time. But like putting myself in an environment where I was just like, okay, I'm here to figure out this world of advertising, marketing, graphic design, whatever you want to call it. And sort of pursuing that weirdly with no, uh, like the serendipity of not having an end goal is what leads you to the set of skills and experiences that make it possible for you to uh, like produce something later on. So I'm like, like there's this weird, paradox between like having a really specific goal and just like putting a massive amount of effort into whatever situation you're in currently and like the, like the serendipity of just wanting to be a better designer, for example, like all of the experiences that you pick up doing that. I think there's, I think there's like switching off from the narrative of, this is exactly the path you should follow is, is powerful too. As I think that is misleading in a whole other way because it gets you sort of addicted to the narrative without going deep enough on anything to become unique or specific. Like Trung is probably an amazing example of this too, is like, I tried my hand of like writing films and I worked in like a couple of financial jobs and I'm kind of like following my interests in a natural way and not, and Trung, or maybe I'm putting words in your mouth here. Like, at no point was there, like, this is exactly what I want to be or who No, I want zero to be master, master plan. plan. Yeah. No but, idea. It's just like you're following a little bit of instinct here. Oh, it didn't quite work out. Do something else. I don't like being sat in this office chair all day. I'm going to go and do this. And then it takes so many layers and layers of experience to sort of reveal something in hindsight that's like i could write funny business news and i make memes and twitter is a great vehicle for doing that yeah. so like that was a rambling answer but i guess there's no, something I, I, in let's there. go,
1: I think we combine jack and uh and sailor's point here there's a middle ground right it's like it's not like you're 19 and you have laser eyes and like so for some people they do they truly do but jack's i think jack's point is if, if you don't, and, and trust me, you know whether or not you do, right? It's like that Supreme Court justice said about porn. I can't tell you what it is, but I know it when I see it. Like you know <laughs> yeah, you know if you have so that good. bug for the thing, right? Like, Justin Bieber That's knew true, yeah. when he was 11 that he was going to be the biggest. Or bigger. maybe
2: you discover it earlier in life, yeah. a school or something, right? Where it's like, sure. I want to be a nuclear physicist. And then there's yeah. a very specific path for that. But I think most people who are asking for advice don't have that.
1: Yeah. And if you aren't you do what jack says you just listen put your effort into what whatever you choose to do like be honest about it like if it sucks just fucking bounce. if you like it go hard and then you'll see where that takes you i don't think you have to have a master plan at yeah. all i like that uh, i like that for the 20s for my did you have anything else to add to that jack because i just i had something really stupid for my recommendation
2: no nah, <laughs> no nah, i think like i'll try and surmise it i guess the like fall in love with the process, not the outcome. Again, a cliched thing, but all of the upside comes from those situations that only you can put yourself in versus the tweet or the podcast that another 10,000 people are listening to. That's not gonna give you the epiphany you think it is, unless you have the experience to combine it with. In my case, I'm going to continually reference Naval's writing because it was all of the shit that I'd done for 15 years combined with a completely new way of looking at the world that just like set off a light bulb. And you don't know when you're going to run into that idea. But if you're just looking for the idea,
0: it's the unique combination of things that yeah, makes that's a good point. the outcome happen. it's not like you read that and it's just an epiphany on its own it was an epiphany or a spark because you had done all that other stuff that you could actually live what he's saying yeah Yeah, he basically summarised a lot of that's when when I read that kind of famous thread you're probably referencing or the book later it was like Oh, I've thought about this for hundreds of hours probably, but you put that in a tweet for me and it makes complete sense. That's why it was so, so good. Um, drunk, gone, What was your stupid one? And I can try it's to is, give mine as well. It's a very
1: specific thing and I actually would tell this to myself. I didn't actually start drinking caffeine until I was 28. Like literally <laughs> never drank caffeine. But I drank a ton of booze, right? Like a ton of booze, probably four days a week. Between 15 and 25, I was drinking four days a week.
0: 15 and 25. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would just go back to myself. I would just go back to myself at like 15 and dude just quit alcohol and just you'll get a similar type of vibe from caffeine bro just do the caffeine mm,
0: that's, that's literally what I'm telling myself
1: <laughs> I don't know how many listeners here are having that uh, that uh listen number one is like you don't want any dependency but that's just not my personality it's like I drank to be social and then it just kind of took on a life of its own uh but if I had to go back I literally I've told this to many people I'm like I would just tell myself start drinking caffeine dude drop the booze do caffeine caffeine is way more conducive to like productive work and like not ruining your life so yeah what, that, that's my advice would
0: your Vietnam and the, experience have been the same without it do you think well not I the mean, same but
1: the the coffee in Vietnam is basically crack so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true
0: yeah that shit is strong yeah, sorry the, the Jack ice what were you going to say
2: uh, maybe I lost it uh, sorry no, no you're good what were you saying give up booze do, do caffeine 20. instead of
1: booze or
0: like yeah uh, and uh, I said re, would it be reorder the same. how
1: much you do instead of being 100% booze maybe do 20% booze 80% caffeine <laughs> introduce oh, caffeine totally into forgot. your life
0: I totally yeah, yeah, forgot yeah um, oh. yeah carry on that's oh, alright okay well yeah well, I'm you- gonna I'll give quickly on my one, I'd say, similar to what you both said, actually, I think it's both pretty good. The caffeine, I always drank caffeine, so not necessarily as relevant for me, but um, th- this one, it seems a little bit random, but for me, kind of what's resonating, maybe it's just because it's been more recent for me, but I would say to my 20 year old self, two things. One is, I'm gonna always re- go back to what I was naturally into. So like, if I look at like the stuff I'm interested in now, I wasn't exactly interested in the same stuff, but it was a similar sort of stuff that I was naturally into 15 years ago when I was like in my bedroom finding music for the first time Um, or if it was like going on the internet and finding all this stuff on the internet that was really interesting to me, making computers, like all the stuff that was just naturally really interesting to me. Like now, if I look back, like if I studied at A-levels in the UK before university, I studied economics, maths, computing, which is like coding, computing, and philosophy. And when I did that, I remember people kind of looked at me like, that's kind of random. Like they're not, they don't seem like you're doing like chemistry, biology, and something to do medicine or whatever. And, but to me now in hindsight, if you look at what like Lab was, or even honestly part of this, it's literally like technology, the economy, like what's going on in the world, and philosophy waved in just sort of how do we question things, how do we think about things. And that was just naturally what I picked for the first time. That was the first time you were allowed to pick your own subjects. And so that was one thing, it's just like, I'm, I'm noticing the patterns now of like, there's just certain things I'm naturally always gonna like. And, and um, even when I speak to my friends, one of the questions I've asked myself when I've been at transition points is, what do people come to me for help for? and that is like when I'm trying to figure out actual work stuff right and so one of the the answers to that has always been since I was like 11 years old people are like oh how do I burn CDs on my computer or how, Oh, how you've, you've made your own computer how do I do this for gaming and I would like go and figure it out because I was naturally interested and so even throughout even when I went to Google those people they were generally quite tech savvy but I've always seemed to be the person that was like reading about the new stuff and that's still present today so um, that's one part and the second part is a bit deeper but it would be more about dealing with I don't want to use like a big word like this but basically childhood stuff or like bad stuff that happened to me uh, earlier in my life or at least like becoming aware of it and that was stuff that only kind of probably in my late 20s I started working on because you know you're 21 what you you just like oh I want to go out into the world but if I was so much more aware of that stuff then to be like oh what happened at school what happened in my family what happened uh walking down the street and and now like as I've moved and traveled to different parts of the world and met completely different people that weren't like the people that I grew up with I was like, damn, I thought that was just like that for everyone. And so, and how, did so you, how
1: did you deal with it personally? I think the way I dealt with it,
0: honestly, is like, <laughs> I mean, I haven't even done really much therapy, but like, I feel like I've listened to so much stuff and like read stuff uh, to have done kind of like self, like diagnosis thought, of a lot of stuff. You actually
1: thought about it, like you yeah, yeah, sat it's a down, like, like, a okay.
0: long yeah. time and really contemplating like, oh, I, I've react like this in this situation at work. Where's that anger coming from? Or, you know, and, and over time I realized like, oh yeah, that shit was, cr-. like I was angry all the time, man. Like now most people know me as the most chilled out person ever, but I was such an angry teenager. And that, again, without turning it into therapy session, it was like because of stuff that happened. And I was like enraged, and I thought the world was unfair. And that can translate into something really negative. And then thankfully at some point I realized that like, oh, that's not doing me any good. And I need to put it in its place. And when I was able to do that, I could actually like use it as fuel and now honestly now i'm at the stage where i'm kind of trying to re uh use some of that stuff and kind of like play it back in my head again to say oh now i'm kind of in another transition point basically in my life and like now i've lost a little bit of that that drove me when i was 16 18 years old how do i get some of that back without being depressed young you know teenager or something like that so anyway that's going off on a tangent but that would be something i would no, say good, very bro. early on yeah go and f- go f- go and read about it go listen to deal with to your to mental stuff. like honestly De- right? deal with your mental exactly yeah and if you need to do therapy and you can afford it that's great um but yeah there's lots of resources out there nowadays so yeah that would be the thing i'd tell myself um all right i, I, think I just we didn't realize that. this but
1: Sailor's question was literally what would you tell a 20 year old grad so
0: like, oh serious guys, that's hilarious yeah.
1: so I just I just realized as we're answering this I'm like people we already get, got the best answer possible like Amazing. figure out the platforms figure out how to use it <laughs> and do not dance in Swahili if you're trying to make money if you want to do that for <laughs> dance, passion you do that
0: dance in Swahili <laughs> but if
1: you uh, I mean I'm like come on Sailor but uh
0: yeah that's go hilarious alright so we only got a few left are you guys alright for a few minutes so yeah, you, it was, you got, yeah, yeah. I got a couple more. alright cool cool um yeah this has been good so we did the newsletter one already this is from ali Naylor. if each of you could have dinner with any one person who would it be this is like the jay-z versus 500 grand question but just who you get to meet for dinner who who would
1: i have a good conversation with i mean i i man honestly like I enjoy like kind of the geopolitics so much that I would love to sit with somebody that like had their fingers on the nukes, you know, like ex presidents. (laughs) No, but seriously, (laughs) fingers on the nukes. Somebody that like, yeah, that's what I think the type of conversation I'd have. I'd love to sit with like a, a Barack Obama or a. Clinton or Bush. What about or,
0: someone from like the other side, like Vladimir Putin? Would you ever want to do that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, like not zero moral judgments. like, if you want to have yeah. a quote unquote conversation, it's like, because you want to get into the head of like somebody that literally, you, you, there's just no other world. You, they live on a plane where there's five other people like them. You know what? That would be my answer. I want to talk to people that when they look around the world, there's, No one else they can compare to, right? Like, there's a Jay Z rap. It's like the higher I get, I look around. It's like in the rap, he actually mentions, I see Obama, I see Will Smith, which is like kind of ironic now. But it's like the higher you get, there's only so many people that understand what's going on in that world of yours. So, like, you get to talk to these world leaders, or I mean, let's be honest, even somebody, obviously, like someone Xi Jinping would be insane to talk to, right? Uh, It'd be something like that. It's like there's no one, there's a handful of people on their people's level and what they have to deal with and what they manage and again this is not a moral judgment but if you're talking asking me like who you'd want to pick the brain of it'd be somebody like that
0: love it love it great answer Jack what about you mate
1: oh you're on
2: mute
0: I said I need more time I have no idea
2: I'm trying mm, to okay. wrap my brains right now right,
0: I'll, I'll try answering and this is probably isn't the best answer it's definitely not as thoughtful as Trunks it's just what's coming to my head right now because I'm in the the football zone but i would probably do <laughs> like well it, the thing is Henri would be incredible but right now i think i'm so fascinated with what's happening in modern football and with what's happening with arsenal specifically so like Mikel Arteta, who's the manager right now he's the youngest manager in the league he's played under arson wenger he's been peps number two who's you know like the best manager of our generation and more so i've always thought of football management as like an analog for just general management leadership and like how you get a group of people together so that's a mad beep yeah. outside but yeah we could keep that in it's fine um but yeah just an analog for how you get a group of of people to think about something with a goal in mind high and something performers, that high performers yeah. egos highly paid individuals and then you've got tens or hundreds of millions of fans from around the world you've got the financial pressures of what's going on and then you you're your own person too in that position he's like an ex-professional footballer he was the captain of arsenal and so just i think especially as i'm both interested in the past and the future i think he would be a really interesting lens into what's happening in modern times um and yeah it would be something completely different to what i'm mostly reading about you know, in day to day outside of like business and tech and all that stuff. So that would probably be my one. Jack, anyone coming to mind? No worries. If not,
2: Uh, all of mine are like dead.
0: So I think in, yeah, perfect.
2: I I would want to go like inventor, technologist, artist, I got three, Buckminster Fuller. You guys Mm, know him? Yeah. Nikolai Tesla, Michelangelo. Oh, Oh, look at that.
0: All all three at the same time as well. That's what Jack was thinking, dude. That's what Jack was thinking.
2: No, just like people who I think had like obscenely massive goals for impacting the world with things that they made or invented. Uh, Just like enormous imaginations. I think Steve Jobs would be up there as well as a candidate. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah. Yeah, sorry, that Great wasn't answer. Concise as as no, one, but I like those I no, no, just like, that. like polymath beyond belief where it's like oh, these people yeah. achieved so much in a lifetime and could have hold so much information in their head. I think talking to them would be
0: quite an m- unreal experience. Oh yeah, definitely. No, definitely beats my Arsenal manager that is in that does press conferences every week already. <laughs> Young, youngest but, ever. Youngest man. yeah. No, no, I definitely agree no, with that. That'd be a that. good I time mean, though. That would be a good time, man. Yeah. Um, all right, we got a couple more, and then we can wrap it up. Great question there. Uh, I think that was maybe from the last thing from Ali Naylor. So a couple last ones, Mikhail Avdi. Uh, let me know if I said your name correctly there. Mikhail. Artificial. Shout Mikhail, Mikhail Avdi. Do you know him from Visualized Value, or is he like in your uh, community? I, so I got a good story. I met
2: him at a dinner in Atlanta.
0: And nice.
2: We, uh, we became friends. We've been out a couple
0: of times. Oh, yeah, nice. Times. Okay. What's All right. So, you know, Mikael. All right. He said AGI, excited or scared, which is artificial general intelligence for people that don't know. And actually, Trung, maybe you're the best one to define this. I don't know if you can. But what, how would you define artificial general intelligence for someone who it's doesn't like know?
1: It's like human level intelligence. It's like that kind of the... Uh, I mean, It's like what you saw in the movie Her, right? It, or or you saw on the other... was the other one? No. Uh, where the... the the female robot took over the world. I was just thinking or, of her. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. Um, what is Ducek I
2: mean, Machina. Yeah, Ducek Machina. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Ter-
1: It's terrifying, man. It's like it, it's absolutely terrifying. It, it's just something that, like, a peanut brain, like, like, compared to the, the smartest people in the space, like, I wouldn't even want to approach thinking about it, right? It's like it would. Yeah, it's, ter- it's truly terrifying. I uh, I think I take mm. Elon Musk's line of like. If you uh you go with the AGI route, like you're summoning the demons, you just have no idea what uh what this is why the problem of AI and human alignment that's like a big thing, is like can you align AI's goals with human goals? And like the the, the current stuff we're seeing with like Chad this is not artificial general intelligence, right? This is still like we know we kind of know what's going on. It's not like a total black box, like we knew how the models were trained and we know what the output parameters are but agi is its own beast. it's a, its own own level of intelligence and the question becomes like do they care what humans care about that's the whole ai alignment thing and I, i'm much more pessimistic about um uh, whether or not they would um
0: nice so yeah, jack what dark. about you they is at general ai
1: Well, let's put this way: Do you care what an ant thinks about? Oh, sorry,
0: AGI. Sorry. Do you care?
1: Do you have you ever spent a second in your life thinking about what uh, an ant's emotion is or what they care? You don't, right? Like this is what the the comparable with AGI would be. My the lot of people's fear of AGI is like AGI is this level of intelligence which is incomprehensible to humans. Just wouldn't even care what humans thought about, right? It doesn't matter. It's like who cares what a human thinks about. And how,
2: like. like, what? So Elon Far obviously we sounding that. the alarm bells, uh, Timelines Sam Altman.
1: 50 to hundred years is, uh, a lot. I, I think like, like, uh, like uh, Ray Kurzweil is very famous for mm-hmm. singularity is near. He thinks it'll happen by, I think by like 2040 or 2050. Uh, and this shit's ex- truly exponential, right? It'll just happen. It'll be like that quote from Ernest Hemingway about bankruptcy, like, uh, suddenly, no, uh, gradually. gradually and then suddenly, suddenly, yeah. yeah. Like that's what this is. Yeah. Fuck, it doesn't sound great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what do you reckon, mate? Are we you just is it going to be full terminator mode? What What do you yeah, reckon? I
2: don't know. Like, it's I think the problem we have as human beings is like we have these advances in technology, but we are unable to overcome our like idiocy at every stage, right? Like, we've invented technology that should mean that we don't have to work a hundred-hour weeks, or we don't have to kill each other, or we don't have to do X, Y, and Z. But we still do it. We're, we're idiots. Like, as a like as a actual, incredibly intelligent observer of a our species from a macro sense, you just be like, these fucking things are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> kill them all. Let's get rid of You're them. You're talking you know? about us, yeah? No, but right, the AGI
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, looking at us. Well, here two yeah, yeah. quotes. Uh, Jurassic Park one, uh, super famous, right? He's like these scientists. Thought that they could do, it, but they never asked if they should do it, right? Like that's yeah. one. The other one was I can't remember who said this. It might have been uh, I can't remember, one of the famous physicists from the fifties and sixties. He said like we have the technologies of a god, but the the brain power of like Neanderthals. Like that's like it truly is right. He's like we are still running on the same source code as like people in the Serengeti hundred thousand years ago. And- let me
2: let me let me. Let me do a um, Buckminster Fuller quote that ties in with it perfectly. Hit it. So this is in 1970. We should do away with the absolutely specious notion that everybody has to earn a living. It is a fact today that one in 10,000 of us can make a technological breakthrough capable of supporting all the rest. The youth of today are absolutely right in recognizing this nonsense of earning a living. We keep inventing jobs because of this false idea that everybody has to be employed at some kind of drudgery. Because according to a Malthusian Darwinian theory, he must justify his right to exist. So we have inspectors of inspectors and people, people making instruments for inspectors to inspect inspectors. Yeah, just read his stuff, man. He's a genius, Dude, but like.
1: That's gonna bang hard on Twitter. I'm stealing that quote,
0: man. That's yeah, at least yeah, a thousand yeah, yeah. likes right there. Someone clip yeah. that right now. All right, yeah. that, was, that was good. All right, last, last question to wrap us up here from Faraz Rahman or Farez. If I'm uh, saying your name the first name incorrectly, let me know. Um, Amazon, I oh, said, so you have one free ticket to even the moon, the Mariana Trench or deepest Amazon. Ooh. What would you choose and why? And I'll be honest, I had to look up the Mariana Trench properly. because James I've Cameron
1: heard- has been there a lot.
0: Really, okay. He's
1: a huge well, he's a, a huge nautical fan. Uh that's why Way of Water is the name of Avatar too. That's why he did Titanic.
0: Do, do you know much about it? Like to explain. It's what the deepest it to people. point.
1: It's like the Everest of the ocean. It's like it's the incredible. equivalent like of the... the Mount Everest of the ocean. Uh, I'm so terrified I... of the would, dude, water scares me. I mean, you know at past like hundred feet it's pure darkness, right? Like we know less about that part of our planet than we know about space. So mm. I would not want to go
0: there at all. Well, like I guess I would add a. Sorry, can you see my screen? Yeah. So for yeah. people who are seven miles deep, what's down there? So yeah, you can Google it that if you're interested. Dissolved. Wait, read
1: some of the points. Your bones would literally deserve Jesus <laughs> like, Christ! Know? Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, that's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Well, there's so much pressure at that uh, at, at that depth that uh. So watch the movie The Abyss. Actually, fantastic movie by James Cameron in 1989. Mm. Uh, it's about an underwater civilization, but. I would not want to go there, man. That's scary right, than so space. If
0: I change the question to say if you would survive and you there's no risk of you dying. No, I'm terrified. You're Terri- st- what's the, what's not- the language of the question again? The the question is I- you have one free ticket to either the moon, the Mariana trench, what we're talking about, or deepest Amazon. So like deep in Amazon rainforest, I guess. Oh. The, uh, Which man, would you choose? We don't know why, a lot about so- the
1: Amazon either, actually. Um, I'll do
0: the Amazon, man. I would do the I Amazon. I feel like Amazon, you, you can kind of already do. Maybe not like super deep, but you can go to the you're Amazon. You're going right? to see like,
1: some gnarly stuff in there. Like you're going to see bugs this big, man. And like, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll tell you crazy. If you want to see about somebody that took that ticket, Teddy Roosevelt, at the end of his life, went to the Amazon. Let me check. I think he, he almost died in the Amazon and uh, it, it crippled him. Fun fact, uh,
0: fan segment. There yeah, we, we go. So
1: if, if you want to, for, uh, say, sorry, who asked that question?
0: Um, Farez Rahman.
1: Yeah, so for us, if you... uh, Let me answer, not for me, who's not exciting, but let me say that in 1913 and 1914, uh, the former President Theodore Roosevelt went to the Amazon Basin. He got extremely... He nearly died during the voyage and his health was permanently damaged. The river where he went was eventually named the Rio Roosevelt. Uh, That is a story of somebody that took that ticket and went there. So that would be something for our listeners uh, if you want to read about uh, somebody taking that ticket to the uh, amazon I-, I would do the Amazon. so it's both of I'm you said amazon. Mind to
0: the moon i'm changing yeah. my okay. to the moon i think i think the moon's an interesting what was it definitely a moon or the space did he say uh yeah the moon so i would say if i wasn't scared of dying the mariana trench is really the one that i know nothing about so i'd maybe be interested in that but an amazon i feel like would be really incredible but i feel like you can kind of already get enough of that already, like without knowing the detail. I know people have been to the Amazon and like you could still see stuff um, in there. But yeah, like if you're going deep in, you're right, it's a different world, right? Like you're gonna experience stuff and people and like the animals and stuff that you just didn't know exist. The moon one to me though is kind of ridiculous. Like that would be just ridiculous to be able to see from outside of space. There's a phrase for it. Trung probably knows off the top of his head, um, where you just see the Earth. Like that seems incredible. So I would yeah, probably say the moon yeah. as well. I'm
1: pivoting. Uh, I just Are read some of the Wikipedia. Agreement? I read some of Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> Wikipedia. That's gnarly, dude. I, I'm not. I'm not about that. All right, oh, you we'll know, leave like yellow that fever or something. One. Some crazy. Oh, definitely. Probably uh definitely got a uh, malaria uh, i don't know yeah you at.
2: the other two you would not be having a good time like there's yeah no yeah.
0: you're not like staring there and all you're just like yeah you're that's a you're great i also think, I also think the, the rainforest is amazing but it gets a little repetitive yeah i know oh, that's cool sounds,
1: tree <laughs> tree tree like, <laughs> tree rocks su- r- have you ever cool. been safari
0: have you guys been on safari like i'm i'm being a bit of a dickhead here but like safari is amazing if you get to do it like definitely try it out once. But like you're driving around for ten hours to see yeah. like you, well, here. You, you know, you, let, you let see give, like but, uh, a lion and it's amazing. It's not a, but it's like- not a
1: dickhead. Dude. So, so I've biked through like the Mekong Delta, which is like similar environment to that. Not not similar, but like you're gonna get mosquitoes. Wait, this is set. you, you've done this. Yeah, I, like biked and then a small river oh, tour. Like, dude, it's just mosquitoes. That's all it is. That's yeah. my memory. It's fucking mosquitoes. <laughs> right? You know what Amazon's out. All right. Amazon's out, we're going to the moon
0: all uh, right we're going to the moon that's the best way to finish yeah. the podcast In the no investment advice and uh, yeah i think this was a really great episode i, I enjoyed that how yeah, was it for you absolutely. boys oh. yeah it's good fun man always good to do, uh, anytime, always we can,
1: anytime we can bring our sailor it's uh it's, it's it's a w
0: good little impromptu reaction and yeah thanks again for being there, everyone appreciate you guys we got episode for you every wednesday 12 o'clock est is the aim um, and so, yeah, we'll see you next week. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcast players on YouTube. Give us a smash the like button, and all share, that good stuff.
1: Share this. If you share want it. somebody, if you have a friend or family member that is drinking too much and you think they should use caffeine instead, <laughs> share this. <Yeah. laughs>
2: and we're in that, sitting in that 20% left over from the yeah. podcast Bull Market.
0: Exactly. There yeah. we go. We're still here surviving. We're still we in go. the bear, man. Uploading yeah. audio in the bear. Yeah. You exactly. Think this
1: ain't going to stop. All right. Beautiful. All right,
0: boys. See you next week. Appreciate you all. Have a good week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Peace.